Good day, everybody. Good day, everybody. Welcome to episode six of the Good Day podcast, where Maxie and I talk about our adventures in Australia and down under. Yes. So, how how are we doing today? What's going on? Oh, so good because it is the beginning of Corey's birthday weekend. Yes, the big twenty six. Twenty six is the new twenty five, I think. Yeah. So we're. I'm excited. Maxie's surprising me. I don't really know what we're we're doing it all so i know we're driving somewhere and that's about it because today's our last day with stevie yeah stevie the greatest dog sitting dog we have sat for yet way much way better than zolly in sydney honestly she makes zolly look really bad yeah like (laughs) we were thinking about uh the owner of zolly our last black lab was like would you guys want to sit for her again and the house was so nice that it's like, ah, maybe. But then I just think about... Her barking. Her barking, her terrible walking skills. Eating birds every time she sees one. The attention she needed 24-7, I'm just going to say no. Yeah, so... Yeah, we're really happy with this dog sit. I, I'm, I'm really going to miss the Stevie, the, the dog. So Yeah, Corey, since day one, is like, I'm going to miss this dog. I'm going to miss her so much when we have to go. I'm going to miss her. And now today we actually have to go, so it's very sad. Yeah, I can't even look at her today. But we, we've had a really good routine with this dog. Like, um, the owners kind of make it super easy. Like, there's a coffee shop a mile and a half away. And on a beautiful walking path, just all in, like, woods along a riverette that has platypuses. We didn't see any platypuses. Yeah, so we'll still have to be on the lookout for a platypus while we're in Tasmania, but... Yeah, but our routine was so nice. It was, we would wake up, feed the dog, then just go walk at our coffees and then start our day. It was amazing. I, I really love being here in Hobart. Yeah, it's a little bit brown here for me. Um, I love being in Tasmania. It's fun. Um, but the architecture is very brown, like lots of stone and wood, but like not in like the beautiful modern way, more like in a depressing yeah. brown kind of way. Yeah. So I think that it's they, all like sandstone brick old like the buildings don't really have any pop to them. It's just all one color scheme. So yeah. I don't know. I, I, I like this town or the city, but it's very like small city feel, which is cool. Yeah. And I think it'll just keep getting better outside the city because Tasmania is known for like its wild, rugged side. So like there's really no reason to discover Tasmania within Hobart. Hobart. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's been good so far. We're in, I think we have, what, three more weeks in Hope in uh, Tasmania, so yep. I've been enjoying it, and I think another person who's been enjoying it is our biggest fan. Oh my gosh, shout out to my... Mary Rolka, shout out. I know, we know you're listening here. You're the, the our number one fan. Honestly, our biggest fan, and we love her so much, and we talk about her every day. For those of you <laughs> who don't know, it's my 90, or like, she's like 106-year-old grandma. <laughs> uh, just kidding, Maya. We know you're only 90. 63. Yeah, you're 63. <laughs> um, but yeah, we would like to give a shout out to Maya. She's the best. We love when listener. she messages us and like comments on what we're doing. She also is more... Um, involved in our life than any other family member (laughs) (laughs) no but she she's the best 90 plus year old user of instagram i've ever heard of yeah my mom says she doesn't know how to watch my instagram stories and then we have my responding to our instagram it's incredible i've i've would never guess it but she is the the best technology technologically savvy 
person that's over the age of 80, I think. So claps for you, yeah. Mai. Thank you, Mai. You're the best and keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Okay. This past week, we had a lot of fun stuff we did. One of the highlights of the week was going to Red Bull Hardline. That was so cool. So Red Bull Hardline is usually only done in Wales, and it's basically this downhill race that um, like the best mountain bikers in the world do. There's only a certain amount of people invited to it, and they also make the trail like impossible to ride. So like, there's really only a few people in the world could actually ride this stuff. And this was the first year they moved it down to Tasmania. So, Well, the first year outside of Wales. Yeah, first year outside of Wales. So we were super excited to go. And I, I was really pushing for it because I, I, I really wanted to see this. Just it's like you never like will find yourself in Wales at the same time. And we luckily found ourselves in Tasmania at the same time as Hardline. Well, Corey told me about it months ago. And I kind of like wanted to get there for him like to Tasmania on these dates in late February so we could see this because I knew it would be important to him and then he was like oh no it it didn't seem like it was going to work out with like the house sitting jobs in Tasmania because they rarely pop up we're lucky to get two yeah and then two popped up and we got them both yeah so um it, it ended up working out but it was looking like it wasn't going to work out and Corey was like oh it's fine it's fine I don't need to go see the race I don't need to see it so I'm so glad yeah that we got to see it for him and it was so cool for me I feel like I'm now a fan of all these bikers that Corey knows by name yeah, yeah. I know them by name now <laughs> so it was really my favorite part was just walking up the track and seeing these guys ride down and the organization skills of like first off the kids in Australia, mountain bike kids in special, are just wild animals. You know, like, they were, like, headbutting Maxi to get into space to be able to view things. And just wild. One of them almost knocked Maxi down. Oh, my hill. gosh. Because you had to walk along actual mountain biking trails to get up the mountain and walk on berms and everything. And one literally pushed me down a berm. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't fall, but I like had to run down the berm and stop myself. And this one girl was super close to me at the bottom. And she was like, oh, are you okay? But no, I think there's a lot less manners taught to the children here. Or maybe it's just the mountain biking community. Yeah, there were some wild ones out there. And it was a wild event too. However, so I do want to say... That I loved the Australian, like, teenagers that were being funny. They were hilarious, yeah. So the little kids were kind of rude and unaware of themselves, but the teenagers were hilarious. Yeah, one of them brought, like, a big megaphone and was just, like, commentating while the riders went down. It was really funny. And... There were probably some guys our age that brought a fake snake. And oh, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, that they were, like, dragging it in front of people. Like, oh, my God, a snake. Yeah, it was tied to fishing strings so no one could really see it. And they got some people good. It was it was hilarious. So Australians are funny. Yeah, they're, they're fun people. And the ride out to Medina, that's where the Red Bull Hardline was, was just a gorgeous ride out into a national park. And oh, beautiful, beautiful area. And we actually got to see some wildlife on the way there. And so we saw a ton of wallabies and I don't know, we don't really know how to pronounce the other name of the small wallabies. It's like potty melon. Yeah. It's like paid melons, but I, th- I think they're called potteroos is. I think the nickname might be potter because that's the kid that sold us our car said that there's potteroos. Yeah. Which I, there's basically the smallest kangaroos or wallabies. But when we were driving, I saw something like that was so spiky going across the road and I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, look at that Mr. Armadillo. 
but it was actually an echidna. <laughs> yeah, our very first echidna sighting. Yeah, and I got to see two of them. They're, they were just like basically balls of spikes, like porcupines kind of. But I just the name was the name slipped me, so it was Mr. <laughs> Armadillo to me. <laughs> so funny. Um, so yeah, we went twice to this bike park two days in a row for seating day and then race day and that was like what a three hour round trip yeah it was like yeah three and there's so much traffic on the way back because everyone was leaving but it was a journey and it was it was cool yeah and we met some girls after the seating oh it was so day. many locals there uh, like, all australian people yeah i mean i don't know if it, it was a very like cultural I, dive into australia yeah it was not diverse but it was a dive <laughs> yeah it was definitely dive yeah <laughs> Um, and listening to their conversations are so funny, but we ended up talking to these girls and then some more of their friends came over and they're talking about something and we were standing at the table with them as we overheard the meme in real life of this girl going, I know, I know. Uh, it was the worst. I know. Because the joke, if you don't know the meme, the Australians say no, like nur. Yeah. And this was in IRL. I know. Oh my God. It was hilarious. And we just, after she said that, Maxie and I looked at each other and we were just, I mean, we were one foot away and we started laughing to ourselves, but they didn't say anything. It was, it was, it was quite funny to hear that. And also another such a funny example of the nur was one morning we were walking Stevie the dog to the coffee shop and there was a whole school of like kids walking back and I don't know it was just like an outdoor lesson I think they were looking for ducks and platypuses or something and the teacher we were like are right next to them and the teacher goes hey kids is this a duck pointing at the dog and all the kids go nur <laughs> <laughs> So the meme is real. Yeah, the meme is real in real life. Oh. <laughs> but back to the race after... There's so many funny people at the race. Oh my gosh. So it was like a daytime thing both days, but they were selling plenty of alcohol. And this one man... So like I said, to walk up and down the hill, you have to literally walk on the bike trails. It's lots of precarious steps, you know? Yeah. Like I was worried I was going to fall every second. But this man in front of me, he had a beer in his hand and he was like stumbling around like a drunk person and like he was too far ahead of me for me to like assist so I just had to get I had a nice view of this whole But he was like right next to you like Yeah. So he started like stumbling and like I was also trying to watch where I was walking and everyone around us was it was like a whole mass of people walking down leaving the race after it ended. Yeah. Um so we were all trying to like watch our steps. And this and section wasn't that steep. It was like Sometimes, like, steep sections, they're like, oh, my God. But this was just, like, a normal, like, yeah dirt downhill. And we're like, oh, my God, this guy's got some stability issues. Yeah. So, I mean, we're all paying attention to where we're stepping, but he starts, like, fumbling a little bit. And he starts, like, running, which, like, also is a coping mechanism for, like, falling yeah. downhill. You kind of running helps. So I just thought that's what he was doing, but no, he was just falling for he, a really long time downhill. Which... He was slowly falling for like probably 30 seconds down a hill. It, it was the funniest thing ever. And then at the end of it, he was going faster, faster, faster. And then he just like, there was a little barrier that was made out of like plastic. Uh, and he just kind of like slipped and like face planted into face it. planted into with it, his yeah. beer still up in the air. Like he wanted to protect the beer yeah. over his face, and he did protect the beer. And then everyone was laughing at him, 
And there was some funny Australian comments after, just like, what were they saying? Just, it's just one of them drunks. It's yeah, just one of them drunks. And yeah, they were like, oh, hey, buddy, hand, keep your beer up or something like that. Yeah. It, so it was very funny. funny. Maybe he, we'll he do a little fine. recreation of it <laughs> for the Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was Hardline. Hardline was so cool. I got uh, some pictures with uh, some of the guys, and like we took pictures of all the riders and stuff. It was it was awesome to see. I'm really happy we went, and maybe we'll go to the Wales one next. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But back in Hobart, we did some Hobart. Hobart. Uh, we did some more exploring. We uh, there was like a couple things that you had to see in Hobart, and one of them was the Mona Museum, and. All the ads of this are, like, hilarious. They're, like... In the airport. Like, as soon as you land, you're everywhere. hit with ads for this museum. Hit with ads. And basically, it's not, like, a museum. It's just some dude's collection of art. You learn this like, later when you start Googling it. Yeah, we thought it was, like, just, like, the Museum of, like, Hobart or whatever. It stands for Museum of Old and New Art. Yeah, and basically... And their ads that we first saw were, like, super funny and they're one-star... Yeah, quirky one-star reviews as their ads of, like, just one-liners that seemed funny out of context and we're like oh like this museum is super like quirky and yeah. it'll have some like new age art that's like interactive and like fun and and they also happen to be doing a festival this weekend called yeah. mona fomo yeah which is also a modern term fomo if you're missing out so we're like oh we got to go this weekend because they're having their big fest so we went on sunday and <sighs> Boy, this is probably the worst museum I've ever been to in my entire life. A hundred percent. It was all so dark art and so like evil and satanic. Like literally the, it, it was so creepy. I don't even want to think about what stuff was in here. It was yeah. disgusting. It was basically like, this guy's got to be friends with Jeff Epstein or something. Like his yeah. private collection of art. It's disturbing from the moment you see the art. The it's guy satanic. must be a creep and like a sex addict. He, it was just like so creepy. No, I think he is just like satanic and loves that people think that this is a great museum in Hobart. Like everyone goes to this museum for some reason because they have really good marketing. And he probably gets off on the fact that he has all these tourists coming and all the locals coming to his museum and he's really just putting evil in their face and they're just like oh art very nice yeah but like there was families in there and i would just be absolutely it should be adults only it should be well the first room we walked in was just said adults only that was the only section that was adults only but the whole museum should, should be have been adults only and there was just like there was one like piece of art that was like a gash, like looked like a picture of a gash in someone's head, and there was just like, there was a naked girl laying on the ground with like her private parts out. It, it just very creepy, like there evil was, looking art. Yeah, there was orgy art, and people were just like drinking cocktails in this room, lounging, laughing, and it was dark, darkly lit. Yeah, weird music playing, and then they Thrones. had like, um, a holy section where all the it was like supposed to be depictions of like holy artifacts and stuff but no it was like the same artist made every single same artist made every single like picture of like one section was like the mother mary and all of them were like her with like blood dripping out of her eyes and like just all red and evil symbolism that was supposed to be like a holy section so which is why like i'm saying like he's putting it in the face like of all these tours like oh look this is our holy section but really it's satanic 
Yeah, there it was, was all red. Yeah, it, there was there was one there was two exhibits that I liked, and it was one was like a giant skull that you could look into, and it was like a strobe light, and like you could see things moving in it, and it was like an apple falling from a tree, and then there was another room that was just like. Uh, reminded me of the end of Interstellar, where the, he's in like a new dimension, and that was it. It was just like a blank room. Well, it had computer yeah. binary all over the walls. Yeah, so it probably, so it was probably said was saying like sketchy. I love the devil or something like yeah, that. Yeah, in binary. Yeah, but um, there was another like just a sneaky exhibit that was a suicide experience machine. Yeah, I hated this. Just sitting out in the open for kids to like it wasn't. It was like an interactive thing where you're like, all right, continue. And then you take you, a lethal suicide pill and it tells you like it was an injection, lethal suicide injection. Yeah. And it would like it was like walking you this, through the steps of like how that works and what you would see. Very like creepy stuff. Yeah. Really, really, really bad. And like kids are right there. It's just out in the open. They could just sit down on the couch because the that suicide thing, you sit on a couch where you think it's just like a nice place to rest. But no, it's like, oh, you get to experience suicide here no yeah. it was so evil and the feeling when you walked into these places was dark like so for this the museum is like four stories down so it's like you're going into the abyss of like hell or whatever oh it's yes like, it's a dungeon yeah, you it's, literally go three floors underground and it you see the earth that they carved out yeah. as the walls of the museum yeah so it was just a very creepy place like i don't even such a bad feeling going in and out. We were like really disappointed in it, and I don't know. It just it wasn't a nice place. We would never recommend it. Like it, no, it was ter- It was terrible. absolutely terrible. Yeah. And there was this one wall with like honestly a thousand prints on it. It was like pop art um, prints, and it was very obscure what it was looking what you were looking at. But I'm almost positive they were like pictures of fetuses, and it was just like a weird satanic fetus wall yeah and there was a wall of female genitalia just out in the open like a massive wall of probably 200 Mm -hmm. and it was disgusting and like kids are standing right there I, i just don't i don't get it yeah don't get it don't don't go if you're here don't go and Another sad thing for the animal lovers Oh, is yeah, this was crazy. There was a fishbowl just sitting out near a staircase as part of the art. Like a small, small fishbowl. In the corner of the museum. Yeah. And it had two goldfish in it swimming around with not a lot of space. Swimming around a very, very, very sharp like butcher Kitchen knife. knife. Yeah. Just like, it looked like someone just put it there and was like, oh, it looked like a prank. But it, like we looked at it, the reviews, and they're like, yeah, there's a fishbowl with two goldfish and a knife in it just like so disturbing like why do they have to replace the fish all the time if they get cut and die in the water yeah it's so sad yeah but that was definitely an experience that we don't want to have again oh and another one of the exhibits is a pooping machine (laughs) i didn't want to even mention it (laughs) yeah just you like so weird we didn't we walked in there and we just like looked at it and it just looked like something out of like the matrix really just like really gross and mechanical it was basically like there was like five stomachs and they would feed this thing every day and it would just poop every day but it was just like mechanical machines that would have bowel movements gross so gross 
Yeah, but that was that, and never I'm not, again. Yeah, happy we don't have to do it again. But there's some other been been some fun stuff that we've been getting into, like yeah, yeah, and we we got to talk to a nice couple after we went out to to dinner, and they were like a Scottish and where was the other girl from? I don't know who you're talking about. The people we met at the restaurant. Oh, yeah, the cafe. Yeah, the cafe. Uh yeah. So they're Australians who moved. To Tas- Am I talking about the right people? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're an Australian couple with three Rhodesian... Ridgebacks. Ridgebacks. Yeah. I think I said that wrong. Um, and they have four kids. They're from Queensland. They moved to Tasmania for a better lifestyle. But I was they're complimenting cool how much we love Australians, but it turns out um, they both moved here when they were young children. From The wife from South Africa and the mm-hmm. husband from Scotland. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people just from the UK and South uh, Africa come down here, and it's nice. And, like, one of the things, it's hard to tell the difference in accents. Like, we heard the other day at the cafe, we heard, like, an American, and we're like, wait, are they, what, like, are where are they from? And then her dog's name was Aspen, and I was like, oh, she's definitely from Colorado. And then it turns out she was from Colorado. Yep. But speaking of accents, um, our... Airbnb host when we first arrived in Hobart and we greeted him he was like oh there's no mistaking your accent yeah so we were thinking like I don't know what do we I feel like like they have a lot of American influence like all their movies TV shows Netflix majorly is American shows and stuff so like what 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 kind of accent do we have you know I guess it's different from everyone else's the way they talk so it sounds funny but it's kind of interesting to think about, like, I feel like we have the most mild accents of all Americans. Yeah, that's what Nick's family told us, our first dog sit. Like, we're not that strong, heavy New York accent, California accent, Southern accent. We're just like, we say coffee weird. Yeah. At least that's what people tell coffee us in America. Water. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's interesting to think about how you sound compared to other people, because a lot of people down here have different accents. Like, the guy we bought the car from, Gus, he had a killer accent with like just great lingo you know yeah lots of aussie words lots of aussie words and lots of kangaroo well actually there's been no kangaroos down here yeah no kangaroos or koalas in tasmania yeah but there are uh, saving the best for last yeah, back there, to the mainland there are wombats down here that i'm oh yes i'm keen to see yes yeah so hopefully we get to see some wombats which would be really cool I'm they're, actually so excited to see a wombat. They're so Yeah, cool. the people, some other people we were talking to at a restaurant we were telling us about some island where just there's, it's Wombat Central. And Maria you, Island. Yeah, Maria Island. And you walk around and just the wombats come out. You can get to her picture. She showed us the wombats. She was so close to them. Yeah, she was, it was basically her dogs. Um, <laughs> so maybe we'll get out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm eager to explore more of Tasmania, which we're going to be doing this week just because... Maybe I'm taking you to the Wombat Island for your birthday. I love that, yeah. Did we mention that you don't know where you're going? Yeah, we don't know up. where I'm going. Well, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> but he's going to have to drive us. Yeah. Um, it's been a great week here with um, Stevie. Like, I would totally come back to Tasmania just to hang out with this dog. Oh, they invited us to come later this month um, when we're back in Hobart after doing a little traveling around Tasmania. They invited us to have afternoon tea with them. So, like I said, they're our best friends. So, (laughs) We made some friends down here that we only hung out with for a day, but now they want to hang out with us more. So that's huge. And Corey and I will get to see Stevie again if we do that. Yeah, but this house is just like, 
I mean, the house is nice. The definitely the two other houses we sat for were nicer. Like this house, you shut a door all the way, and then the wind blows and it opens. Oh every, yes. Every single door in the house. Crazy. So we put our shoes in front of the door yeah. as a barrier. Yeah. But it's a cute house, and like they're a young couple renovating it, and they're doing a great job. And the other couples we sat for were like older. Yeah, and. We got, it's really close, like, it's got a phenomenal view when you walk right out of the driveway of Mount Wellington, and just, I feel like Mount Wellington is just such a special place. I don't know, like, I, you look up at it, and we actually got to drive up it the other day, but you look up at it, and it's just this massive structure of, like, basalt rock columns that are, uh, I forget, they're, like, just massive, and so cool to look at. It definitely has, like, some ancient uh, aboriginal power, I feel like. Just the energy up there when we were on top was was different, and I don't know. I love looking at it every day because every day it changes, and like you look at it, and the uh, like the you could tell what weather it's gonna be like just because it protects all of Hobart from all the weather. So you see like the clouds and the storms coming. It's it's really neat. I think it looks like East Rock in New Haven, so I I didn't really love the view. It's very beautiful, but. It gives me the ick. But um, then we finally drove up it, which was literally like a 30-minute drive up it. Yeah, so 30-minute drive and only eight miles, if that. Yeah, but it it was amazing. The view, I could not fathom how high up we were. Like, it it is massive. Yeah, I I think... I think that might have been one of the best views I've ever had, looking down on something from like a viewpoint. Yeah, you could see the entire um, just Hobart surrounding area. So it's like it's 1,200 meters um, high. I'll try and do a little conversion quick. But um, it's like 5,000 feet high almost for for those in feet. Yeah, it was amazing. And I love the view. I would go back up there again. It was cool. I, I loved and it as well. they have signs up there saying, like, if your car doesn't start or if you can't unlock your car, like, here's what to do because yeah, you have weird like, electromagnetic frequencies up here. So, basically, It does have some sort of energy. Live yeah, aliens live there. And they built this massive, uh, like, TV station antenna on top of it. And it's just this well, concrete we pillar. It yeah, it's probably, like, a nuke or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The drive up, though, drivers here drive fast, and they, like, don't care. Or, I don't know, just because it's hard to drive on the left side. Well, I'm used to it now, but, like, the visual perception of other cars coming at you on narrow roads is, like, why is he going so fast? Like, slow down. This is a narrow road. But that was basically the whole drive up is, like, please don't come fast at me on the other side of the road. Yeah. Um, especially when there's a massive cliff on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was good. And then we checked out a few beaches here. We went to Kingston Beach and I don't know, the Taruna Beach. And Long Beach. Long Beach. Long Beach and Sandy Bay. And all of them were nice. I feel like Hobart really isn't known for like their beaches. Like we went swimming yesterday and the water was crystal clear. Yeah, Just... one thing about Hobart beaches absolutely drinking water clear. It's an unbelievable, yeah. So nice and clear. Uh, I think my favorite beach was Kingston Beach. Yeah, um, it was, was so nice. 
Yeah, and that's actually where our next house it is, is in Kingston. And there's a dog section of the beach, and they have a little communal dog library of mm. toys that you can take and play with your dog and put them back. It's so cute. Yeah, yeah, we really love Kingston Beach. Um, the other beaches were nice just to hang out at and, and chill. But yeah, Hobart probably not known for their beaches, but we enjoyed it when we were there. Yep. Um. Okay, so... As you guys know, we got a car, Mm -hmm. and we're very excited about it, and we asked for some name suggestions, so we're just going to review what you guys submitted. Yeah. Um, Corey, you want to pull up the names? Mm Mm-hmm. So, there's been a couple names. We don't have any names yet, but... um, We haven't even discussed this with each other, the name suggestions, but let's read them all. You want me to do it? Yeah, you could go through them. All right. First, we have from Kaylee... Kelly. I was going to say Sunberg, my bad. Um, Kaylee Kelly said Bigfoot, which Great name. we love that. Didn't, I'm surprised we didn't think of that one first. Yeah. <laughs> or Sasquatch. Sophia Brindisi says The Sophonator. Phenomenal option, yeah. Yeah, we might do that one. Gabby Onofrio says Brantford. <laughs> um, Malcolm says Shelby. Tess says Rue, like Kangaroo. Nice. Uh, Mary Rolka says Dreamer. Dreamer, which I think is a top choice. Yeah, we might have to do that one. Yeah. Corey King sub- submitted Potato. Potato the Prado. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hunter Ryan said Boomerang. And PJ, uh, I don't know his last name right off the top of my head, said Lydia. Lydia, good But news. we also got some messages to me in the DMs that said, from Matt O'Neill, who said, Steve Scuba Steve. Ski, yeah, that's a good one because it has a scuba snorkel. Yeah, it has a scuba snorkel. And Elise said Blue Waffle. So thank you for that, Elise. Yeah, um, thank you. <laughs> what are we feeling? I love potato. <laughs> potato? No, we had another good one that we just talked about a little earlier. Um... I don't know. I don't know. I think we have to drive Sasquatch? it more. No, we have to drive it a little more. Really get to know this car. Yeah, you said Larry the Land Cruiser, but that's too basic. Mm, yeah, that is a little basic. I kind of like Rue, Dreamer, um, Bigfoot slash Sasquatch. Yeah, maybe um, we'll decide this week and put a uh, some stuff. Is good some stuff on instagram with the big announcement of the name yeah so thank you guys so much for your suggestions we love them yeah we're also gonna trick this thing out we gotta get a uh bull bar and i'm looking into getting a camper tent for the top so we can do some adventuring in it and it'll be a proper overland vehicle and animals of the week yeah so my favorite animal of the week Stevie. Stevie. <laughs> Where is she? Oh, she's right underneath us. She's a good dog. She looks like a black golden retriever. Multiple people have come up to us and said, is that a black golden retriever? And yeah. if, for those of you who know us, you know that I want a golden retriever once we actually get a dog. And Corey wants a black lab because he's from a family who only sticks to black labs. So I think this might be a good compromise. Yeah. A but, black golden retriever. And I think her, her actual breed is a Australian Shepherd and Golden Retriever. And she looks great. She looks like a phenomenal dog. She's got a she's like got the chillness of a golden retriever, but can like run around and be heard and be like a shepherd dog. But she doesn't really retrieve, which is upsetting. Yeah, she just goes and well she retrie- retrieves like twice. And she'll, like, throw the ball back at you. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, 
tons and tons, another animal, tons of the potaroos, like they're everywhere around dusk. And it's hard to tell the difference between the potaroos and the wallabies, but I think they're just like smaller. Yeah, they're smaller and their face isn't as pointy. More ratty. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it looks more well, like, like a rat. Quokka. Yeah. Oh, uh, they're really cute. I think I like them more. And uh, then we saw a bunch of wallabies hopping around fields. Mm-hmm. Wallabies are nice. I saw, I went on a run in the woods and I saw a football-sized echidna with like, <laughs> it was like dark black and it had yellow spikes or like where the spikes connected to the body were yellow. And I was like, oh, wow, that thing looks wild. Um, wallabies. And we saw some little lizards and that those were the animals of the week segment. Yeah. So we didn't get to see any snakes at Medina Bike Park. Thankfully. But apparently all the riders got to see the snakes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're chilling. And now we have about a f- several hour drive to Corey's birthday weekend. Let's go. And this next week is where our next house sit doesn't start until like the 10th or the 11th of March. So we have some free time to explore, which is nice. Might go pick up our bags in Sydney. Who knows? Yeah. Hopefully I can get my bike down here just because this is a, such a famous biking place. But yeah. yeah, hopefully we can do it. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you guys all for listening. We love you and have a good day. Have a good day. See you next week.